Super Talk Mississippi media production. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Joel T. Coleman with you on Victory Sunday. Glad to have you all back with us. Early podcast, obviously, because Mississippi State football is a winner. And so you get a few us a few hours early if you if you so choose. Want to thank you guys for listening to us. However, you're listening to us at supertalk.fm or or anywhere else you're getting your podcast from. We appreciate that. We appreciate all of our servicemen and women out there protecting America because it is the greatest country in the world on this Labor Day. If you're if you're listening on Monday, and of course we want to thank our sponsor, Strange Brew Coffee House and Churning Spoon Ice Cream. This weekend, when you come up to Starville, make sure you head by there. You need to get your morning started the right way, and that the best way to do that is with a handmade, crafted beverage with a service with a smile. And that, that we'll be speaking about Strange Brew a little later in the show because I, I've it has been a never-ending struggle with our third segment on Monday. I've had so many different sponsors through the years, and I've tried to tie them in, and nobody ever sticks around. Now, Strange Brew is getting that spot, and I know they're not going anywhere. So we'll talk about what we're going to call that segment a little later. But before I do anything else, before I get into anything else on this game, Mississippi State 38, Louisiana 28 from the Louisiana Superdome, Mercedes-Benz Superdome, Joel T. Coleman, what's causing all that? Woo! Kylan Hill. All right. Yesterday, as we sit here, if you listen to this Monday, two days ago, yeah. was a lot closer than a lot of folks would have liked. Let's just let's just lay that no, out that's there. That's very, we'll, true, we, very we, true we, we, we shall discuss it further yeah. in the moments to come. It perhaps would have gone the other way if not for the dominance of Mr. Kylan Hill. I really felt like over the the course of that football game, Kylan Hill rushed for one ninety seven, I believe. Mm-hmm. I feel like they could have just kept giving him the football and he could have rushed for four hundred and ninety seven. I, I I just feel like that that wasn't going to be stopped. Uh, he he had an outstanding day mm-hmm. uh, against a uh, Louisiana defense that no, it's not going to be what State sees when they play LSU or Bama or anything like that. But I, I said at halftime when I tweeted out three three or four random observations <coughs> that Colin Hill is going to win at least a couple SEC Offensive Player of the Weeks this year. I stand by that. He is going to be assuming health, assuming he stays healthy. He is a monster, man. Like, and he didn't do just a ton in the receiving game yesterday. So you 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 add that part of his game on top of it, and he may not have to do much. State state may be a lot better in the receiving game and may not need to go that direction just a ton. But I just feel like on a day where there were some ups and there were some downs, Kylan Hill was the steady the the steadying of the ship, so to speak. You never really. I don't want to say that the game was never really in doubt because uh, you know there were some oh. tense there were some tense moments there. Yeah. But you just felt like, or at least I felt like, if if worse comes to worst, just keep feeding the ball to Kylan Hill and he he's going to keep moving it down the field. It just felt like there really wasn't much stopping him. And, and, and his longest run of the day, I think, was the first one, the the twenty yard carry, first carry of the season. And from then on, though, he was just solid. Like, you know, four yards here, six yards here, whatever. He he was just consistently productive, and I, I just felt like on a day where there were some ups and downs, and we're going to hit them in a minute, Kylan Hill was Mr. Steady all the way through. And, and, and so I just felt like that, that was the biggest performance of the game. And 
yeah, you you could you could give Tommy Stevens some love here too for for what he did offensively. But on this day, I just felt like Kylan Kylan Hill was he deserves most of the pats on the back for making sure that that thing stayed in the positive end for stage. I can't disagree with anything you just said. Kylan Hill was a a monster, and it showed showed what we said all last season that if you give him the ball, he will deliver. And I'm sure that's going to – I don't know. I don't know what you got over there for, for these, are, well, these are true. But It's funny you bring that up, Joel, because now is the time that, that a lot of people for some reason wait for. Ladies and gentlemen, for the first time in the 2019 season, I have eight things that are true. Every one of these things I'm about to tell you, as you know from years of listening, despite what that scalawag Bob Carscadden might have told you, they are 100% true. And if you hear anything that you believe is false, that's on you. You're wrong. You're wrong. Everything you're, that you're, that you're the about wrong to hear person in is there. true. So, I got eight of them. Let's get after it. Number one, that is not what I expected <laughs> at all. At all. If you had told me on Friday, look, Stevens is going to putter around and they're not going to be able to get going and they're not going to give the ball to Kylan Hill very much and defensively they'll be fine, but they're going to win like 28 to 7, 24 to 7. I'm like, well, that's a little disappointing, but I could totally see that, right? But you're going to tell me they're going to give up 400-plus yards and 28 points mm. to UL? Mm. I would never have in a million years guessed that one. Was not – and especially when, you know, the state goes on the first drive and just like a knife through butter scores and then picks off the first pass of the game. I was looking around, I was like, this is going to be a rout. Yeah. This is about to be 21-28 nothing in the first quarter. And it wasn't. And State just did not look like their old selves. We'll talk a little bit more about that in just a moment. But. And, and it wasn't just it wasn't just the Cajuns hitting big plays either. No, I mean, they had a 99-yard no. drive. Yeah. I mean, if you – and I know that most of you that listen to this uh, here program probably a lot smarter than me. And, and uh, none of you are idiots out there, I don't think. Well, there may be a couple. Just me. Uh, but – if you take anything away from this game and you want to lay in your bed and worry about the season, that's it. That's just the, the defensive lack of being able to tackle, you know, <laughs> lack of lack of uh, getting pressure on the QB a ton. And, and look, that was – what's his name? Levi, whatever. I already forget. And that's something how you just move on. Lewis. From, yes. Anyway, I mean, pretty shifty little – Good, good quarter, good QB out there. Uh, I mean, not, not to take anything away from him, but um, boy, I, I think I said it after one of those uh, Cajuns touchdown drives that that was the uh, the the 2018 defense ain't here anymore drive. Yeah, and that whole game was the 2018 defense ain't right. here anymore. Jeffrey game. Simmons is not walking through that door. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I think that Joe Moore had said that in his post-game press conference. He said he told him after the game that Simmons ain't walking back through that door. Sweat ain't walking back through that door. Abram ain't walking back yeah. through that door. And you've got to find an identity of, of who you are. And they didn't find it on Saturday. No. I And, look, I, I think that State's good enough to win these next two, even if they don't find it over the next two games. But by about that game four, when Kentucky rolls into Starkville, you better have some things figured out. Yeah. Um, now, I, I think – Kentucky is an, another game that you should probably win, even if you don't quite have it figured out. But that's kind of the deadline now. K- Kentucky going forward is one of the biggest games Joe Moorhead will ever coach because he should be three and zero. He should be, and the season will swing there. Got to beat them. We'll get. To, we'll, we'll talk about that in the coming weeks. Number two, the thing that is true, which is completely true, 
Uh, Tommy Stevens, completely fine as a passer and a runner. Looked exactly what, like what I expected. Missed a couple of throws, but I mean, nobody is. He's not Peyton Manning. You know, he's not Tom Brady. He's not going to make every throw. He, any, he, any he, deep- he, he was two throws away from maybe being the SEC Offensive Player of the Week. If he hits the long throw to, uh, to Osiris Mitchell that he overthrew by just a couple of steps, and uh, maybe the throw to Zuber, which got called back on a penalty, he's sitting at probably around 300-plus passing yards with three touchdowns. Yeah, I mean, any deep throw is a you know, low-probability play mm-hmm. for the most part. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, he, he, over, he overshot Mitchell, and if he hits him, it's a 70-yard TD pass. But you know what? Some guys... Even even the best miss them every now and then. It's okay to me, and I, I tweeted this out on, earlier on Sunday. But to me, the the thing that stands out the a few things about Tommy Stevens, um, the drive it was actually the drive that he got sacked and lost the fumble um, on the corner. You know the corner blitz and gets popped from the blind side and, and the ball comes. Out. It was actually on that drive. But right before that, State converted a third and four on a little out route to to Stephen Gidry and. He put it right on the money. Mm-hmm. Gidry didn't have to reach up, jump, reach right. behind him, anything. Just a little five-yard convert it on a third and four out route, first down dogs. And that's a play that, if that's Nick Fitzgerald running that play, maybe he hits it. Maybe he overshoots him by <laughs> a lot. You know, It's just a, a, a play that in the past, I have no confidence that State could have done that. And with Stevens, it seemed simple. And it wasn't just that play. Throughout the day, you go back and look at a lot of, uh, of Stevens' completions. He's hitting guys in the numbers, in the chest, right below the face mask. I mean, it is right in that chest area. They they are, I don't want to say every throw was perfect, mm-hmm. but most were. Plenty of touch, mo- on, mo- plenty most, of touch on the deep throws, yeah. plenty of zing on the short throws. Yeah, and, and, and there was one play that actually didn't get made. It got dropped. But he kind of improvised, yeah, the little float Flicks floater it out there to, to him. You got to catch Nick that. Gibson, you got to catch that, that. That's on Nick Gibson. Yeah. You know, and, uh, Not I mean, a lot that, of drops, though. We'll talk about that in just a minute. But yeah. I, I thought, by and large, the passing. And then in the running game, perfectly suitable. 11 yeah. carries. He lost, you know, take out his sack yardage. He ran for about four and a half yards or about four yards a carry, which is fine. Yeah. Which is fine. I mean, in, in reality, that's, that's, you know, you're not going to get Fitzgerald getting eight yards a carry anymore. Those days are over. But. As long as you're getting seven yards a carry from Kylan Hill, who cares? And you can continue to do that if he can continue. Joe has said it a million times since he's been here. If you can complete the passes like Tommy was completing, you know, then the safeties can't sneak up. You know, they, they can't come up. And, and Kylan Hill's going to have the chance to have these big games if the second and third level of the defense has to respect the fact that you have a quarterback that can complete passes. Right. And, and Mississippi State – the right guy won the QB competition. Yeah, I mean, because because he he can he can make these throws and and quite frankly he made it look kind of easy. I said on before the show I said I'm going to wait three games, but after game one we're at 67. percent Now that's the same percentage it was a season ago I believe against ULL. So good, but yeah. more passes, more yards, no turnovers. You can't say anything definitively. Yeah, but it looks. But good. you can say that the that signs is ex- are promising. That is exactly what you needed to see to get to the point where you can say it definitively. Okay. Number three. Here's, this one's going to surprise you. Number three. It's true, by the way. Kylan Hill. Too many carries. Twenty-seven <laughs> carries in the first game. I know what. They have to find a way. I mean, Nick Gibson had two carries for twenty-seven yards. He was productive. You, 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 that's too many carries. I understand he had the hot hand, and you want to ride that, but 
against UL, that's too many. Well, the carries. thing is, he had the hot hand, and so it, it was a game that they hadn't put away. They couldn't put it away. I get that, but you could. You've got to be able to get Nick, Nick Gibson five of those carries. If he's sitting on twenty-two carries today, I'm not saying this. Twenty-seven. That's and honestly, I mean, ordinarily, I'm with you on stuff that you say, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying this isn't true. Mm-hmm. But I could be convinced that it's not true because state had—I mean, state's got to win that football game. They, they, no, no, they couldn't I put get it, that, but I don't think they could. I think they could have let Nick Gibson carry the ball five more times and, and, I think, and still won the football game the same way. And I think going forward, you will see Gibson <laughs> get more carries. I asked Joe that in post game. Yeah. Is that kind of the distribution you would like to see with Stevens getting eleven totes and and Kylan getting twenty seven and Nick only getting two? And he said no. Like, yeah, he, that's, he said that's, that's, that he anticipates Nick Gibson is going to get. Yeah, more carries than that, but I mean, we, we, but he we, talked about riding the guy with the hot hand and and that that sort of deal. So I don't think Kylan Hill can hold up on the pace. I mean, I hate to be on pace guy, but for three hundred and twenty some odd carries, that's a lot. I don't think that's going to be the case. Now, obviously, there's going to be some you know Abilene Christian, maybe uh, that's all right. Uh, maybe uh, maybe next week against Southern, you can maybe put the game away. I don't know if you can or not, but that's a lot of carries. I mean, I, I, don't get me wrong, I'd much rather have twenty seven than seven. Yeah. But that, it's all about that balance, Joel. <laughs> you got to find the balance. That's a lot of carries. And again, I don't want Tommy Stevens with 20 carries. I'd rather see Nick Gibson and maybe Lee Witherspoon get a carry or two than have that's, 27 is a lot of carries. That's all I'm going to say. It's a lot of carries. Uh, let's see here. Number four. I thought the receivers were the most improved part of the team. Sure from what like we it. saw in game one. Wouldn't a lot, you mentioned a minute ago, there, there wouldn't, I mean, the Gibson thing was a drop, but he's not a receiver. He's a running back, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. Yeah. I mean, well, there were only 10 There was a catch that, that, got me, that, got my opinion, that got my attention was uh, Mitchell on a short, I think a little, little short hitch or something, caught it but bobbled it, but he, he regained he it. it. Yeah. He drops that a year ago. I thought Gidry had a couple of good catches. Austin Williams looked good out there. That, that touchdown catch by Austin Williams, a, 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 it was a fantastic pass. Fantastic but pass. B, that's, great throw. Yeah, Austin Williams deserves all the kudos in the world. Dedrick Thomas catching a screen in traffic. Uh, Zuber only had the one catch for 14 yards, but he had another great catch that was called back on penalty. Uh, Javante Payton caught a quick pass. I expected, I expected to see more of him and didn't. I thought they, the, the receivers looked good. I thought they, their, their, routes, their route running was sharp. I thought that they, you know... Played well. I had. I thought that was. If you said pick something that looked the most different from a season ago beyond Stevens, that was it for me offensively. Anyway. Yeah, I, I'm with you 100 percent on that. I, I can't really add much more than what you just said, <laughs> other than then by the end of the game, you know, you did feel like that it was a a different group out there. I mean, they they were just. I mean, the Austin Williams catch was one in particular. Yeah, that just it I mean, great. That play doesn't get made a year ago. Osiris Mitchell, six catches for 88 yards. That's something State needs to have. They they really need that. They need a guy. What, did, know, what did Gidry finish? It's four for something. Four for 36. He, had, okay. he, he played a little more of the possession game. But that's one thing. You, know, you look at like Gidry had that big game against Texas A&M last year. He had 134 yards receiving. But it was on three catches. He had that one almost 80-yard catch. Not that I have anything against 80-yard catches. They're beautiful. But... State needs a guy that can throw the ball five, six, seven times a game. I don't know if Mitchell is that guy or not, but he look for a guy that State basically picked off the scrap heap of recruiting. I mean, he signed in June, and to have turned him into what appears to be a very reliable—I mean, for the most part, he's a reliable target. That's and per, and, and you good. know what? He he can—he's making strides every year. Yeah, 
and yeah. and shoot, he's just a junior, man. Yeah. I mean, so you got. I'm interested. He, he's only halfway through his career. It's, his progress will be fun to follow uh, this year. Number five. That's where we got. We got to get a little negative. Just a little negative here. Well, I mean, you know, quite frankly, and there's several negatives to pick apart in this game. Just a little negative. Here. Just a little. <laughs> but that's the worst defense state's played since Peter Sermon left left town. Fair. I mean, that's they, fair. They were just bad. Missed tackles, missed assignments, and just looked out of position. Looked poorly coached. I mean, now give UL and Napier some credit. His scheme is good. The misdirection, the play action. The, the 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 you know the way they run the, the way they they're able to get defenses going one way and then turn them back the other, that's well coached. When when you say that they that state look poorly coached, I don't really recall them very many times being out of position. Oh, I disagree. Do you? Yeah, that little I, play they kept running where they would fake to the running back and then roll the quarterback back out the other way. They must have run it six or seven times. At what point do you realize we got to make an adjustment there? Blitz a it, second. It, it just guy. seemed like to me that that the missed tackle issue was a lot more prevalent. Missed tackles than, is a huge issue. Which, and then to see ULL at least three or four times push the pile forward, that is concerning. Here's where I will, and I, I don't. I'm not defending it. Um, I'm not saying that there's not major issues, but you you had an entirely new defensive front. From a year ago, including guys that just haven't played. And we knew this was coming. It's not like it was a shock by any stretch of the imagination. But when you have, you know, Crumity and Fabian Lovett, and, and those are the guys that you're you're relying on out there, and you take, you know, you're essentially replacing Jeff Simmons and Braxton Hoyette, you know, with those guys, guys that haven't played, guys that are young, guys that haven't been in the weight <coughs> training program, yeah. you know, as long as some other guys. I mean – and quite, I get, quite frankly, I, I, I get it's all one that. of those. It's one of those to say that that defensive line was going to be just fine. And I think I'm guilty of it. I think I said it a couple of times that I thought they'd be able to hold their own. And look, we're just one game in. They may by, before it's said and done be able to do that. But to expect them in game one to just go out there and it looked like Simmons and Hoyette was still there, you can't. I don't disagree it. with that. Had they been playing Auburn or Florida, something like that, they're playing UL. They should just be better. They should just be more talented. And they, and they didn't look it. They did not look it. To see guys missing, see Errol Thompson missing tackles? No, I don't expect that. Did not the, expect to, that. to me, and that's what I was trying to say earlier, I'm not saying that they weren't out of position every now and then. I just didn't notice that as much as, as the missed tackle thing. Mm-hmm. And, and really, I, maybe, maybe this is the Joel Sunshine Pumper part of me. I don't foresee that being a long-term issue. Well, we'll find out. Because, I mean, they got to fix it. You, you have a ton of guys particularly in that second, third level, they play a lot of football. I mean, they, they know all about tackling. You know, I, I I guess I would be more concerned with the missed tackle thing with the, you know, the Fabian Lovitz and the, the Crummities and the guys up front that just haven't played as much because they don't have that, <laughs> it, at least in my mind, you know, they, they don't have that reputation for being productive players yet. So maybe up front you kind of worry we'll about see. it a little more. Anyway, we'll, we'll see. Well, speaking about up front a little bit, uh, number six, by the way, I, I was mistaken. I have nine things that are true. Uh, number six. Now, we don't know for sure that this is the case. We don't know for sure, but I feel pretty confident. But missing Lee Autry and Willie Gay will cost MSU a game. I feel pretty confident in saying they are among the guys we will see having multiple game suspensions this year. And that being said, that, I mean, that's one of your, your inside backers and your starting t- defensive tackle. That's a lot of the, the middle of the defense, what we were just talking about. 
not having those guys is going to hurt. It's obvious now State is going to try to stagger these suspensions in such a way that they can, you know, get them in a, in a, in a certain situation. I fully expect to see those two guys against Auburn, A&M, Tennessee, and either Kentucky or Ole Miss. Those are the four games I think those guys will play in. Yeah, well, I, do you have things that are true about suspension? I don't. Or is it? I don't. Um, so I'll just – Go ahead I mean, and jump in on this, though, yeah. I mean, I guess we don't know for a fact that – you say they're, when you say that you think they're going to stagger these suspensions, do you mean like five guys this game, five guys that I think, game, I that think sort so. of deal? Because there were only, what, seven guys? Yes, but – and here's the, here's the but. It was, five, it was seven guys, but it was only from the two deep. So if if like for instance, let I don't want to throw a player's name out there. That we'll just may say not player X. Then. Okay, well let's say player X is your third string, whatever. Right. He's suspended for that game, mm-hmm. but he's not on the sheet we're given because the sheet we're given was just player suspended from the depth chart. Like by the like the two. So you, you think that there were players? So I suspended think there were players suspended that were not, that were, on, that not sheet. on that sheet. Okay. Yes. So then, do you think they might? So I think what I'm saying is, let's say there's five third stringers that are suspended. All ten of them may have been suspended on Saturday. You know, the five. You know, the five or six that we were given, plus some third stringers that were not listed because they didn't have to be because state was just giving us who was on the depth chart in one play. You know what I'm saying? Is that clear? Yeah, I get it. clear as mud. I, I, I just. So I don't know that state's not. Okay, I, mean, I don't, I I don't know saying. how they're doing it, but but back to to your point of, of state might lose a game because of this. They about you can make the case that Lee Autry not being out there about cost them a game on Saturday. Um, you know, maybe that game's a little different if Autry's in the in the middle, and he is able to wrap up a guy or two at first contact. Um, Maybe that game's not quite as close as it, it as it ended up being if Lee Autry's out there. So yeah, I could definitely see a, a scenario where missing a Willie Gay or an Autry or both, or you know, just the the depth hit that you kind of get from not having some of these guys. It it, it very easily look. You know, whenever we did our media poll last week, yeah. If you'll remember when we did our predictions, I said nine and three. Yeah. Well. When we did the media poll last week, I said eight and four. <coughs> I'd yeah. already taken away one game yeah. because of what I thought might be coming with Tudor Gate. I, it wouldn't totally shock you if if they if they missed another one. That said, looking and looking around the SEC and everything, I don't see this team dropping below seven and five this year. Well, we'll get but, to that in just a minute. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Where are we? Number, uh, I believe, seven. Number seven are things that are true, which are again, I want to. Str- I can't stress enough. <laughs> That they are completely true. Uh, I thought the secondary may have been better than advertised. They really, if you look at the game that they, that they had, and you look at how UL got its passing yards, a lot of run after the catch, a lot of short throws turned into big plays, a lot of that play action dump off, and there was just nobody out there in the flat. They they weren't throwing the ball deep. They yeah. weren't, you know, State did a good job of covering all that up. I Brian Cole looked good. Dantzler, when Dantzler picked off that pass on the first first defensive play, I I literally thought. About to get way out of hand here. It was going to be ugly, and it ended up not being that way. But I thought the secondary, for my especially missing Marcus Murphy, who I, I'm, I'm going to make an assumption here is going to be missing some games this year. Uh, I thought they played really, really well. Yeah, I, I agree 100. percent That it's 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 uh, when you look at the stats, State giving up 260 some odd yards passing. It's it's uh, it's deceiving to me. Yeah, I mean, look, we we've said all along, all off season that. 
that that defensive back group when you when you mix in Smitham and I thought Tyler Williams played pretty well too. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, when you consider Dantzler and Smitherman and, and all the all the guys that, that we know were out there, you just feel good about the second and third levels of the defense. And I, I thought that for the most part, particularly the, the DBs, they, they were fine. Yeah. They, they, they were a-okay. And, um, it, it all really comes down to that, that front right now, yeah. I think, because they've got to tackle better and they've got to get more pressure on the QB. Uh, State, State got, I think State was credited with one sack in the game, and it was a team sack. Um, yeah, that's that's hard to believe. Yeah, that that that's. I said on the the pregame live post uh, Paris, periscope that the pregame live post periscope is that what you said? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> yes, the pregame periscope that I was expecting a big day from the defensive ends. I thought they'd be able to get pressure, and they didn't get any. I mean, they got some, but they never got home to it. So something, yeah, that's something that they have to improve. I thought the secondary was fine. Uh, let's see here, number uh, eight. This number eight thing that is true is about a thing that is not true. There was no Jordan Lawless Jace Chrisman battle. I'm not buying any of that. It was fed to us because we knew Chrisman was going to be suspended for this first game, which I had forgotten about him being arrested. Uh, but that said, that's why this was put out there. Jordan Lawless is will not be kicking going forward. Missed a missed a relatively easy kick, and then the one he made yeah, about, he, about didn't make that. He if, if it had been five inches more that he needed, he would have been short. Yeah. Yeah, there's really not much else to say, to say other that. than if if Jace Christman's available, you got to run kick. him out there. He's going to kick. I mean, he's – and I said this after Jordan uh, missed that first kick, the 27-yarder. I mean, under 30 yards, Christman is 10 for 10 in his career. Yeah. You know, he's Mr. Automatic on a short field goal. Yeah. You, you will never be able to convince me that that was a battle of no. any, you know, reality there. I, I'm with you there. That That was just – a little smoke and mirrors, but because they knew that that Jason was going to be out there for game one. I agree. But I agree 100%. I, I'm going to I'm going to guess, and again we're guessing here. Um, you know we, we've guessed that some guys will have further suspension. I'm going to guess that one guy won't. Yeah. I'm going to guess that that you'll see Jace Chrisman out there in game two. Hey, I believe he will be there. Number nine, and we'll come back around and be on a uh, a positive note. But on number nine, uh, there's no reason still to think State can't win eight football games, and that has a lot to do with MSU. But it also has a lot to do with the fact that the rest of the SEC looks quite putrid. I, I, I don't want to be, you know, overly putrid here. I don't want to really get into it too deep. But what did you see from Tennessee, Arkansas, and Ole Miss that worry you? Nothing. And Kentucky, Kentucky was trailing to Toledo. Was, was tra- trailing. And even Auburn. Yes, I know Auburn Jesus rose at the end of the game and, and got them yet another win that they didn't deserve. But that's still a five-loss team. Tell me, tell me what you saw from Auburn that makes you think they can beat A&M, uh, LSU, Florida, Georgia, and Alabama. Nothing. So, And if they're a five-loss team, then they're not that far away from Mississippi State. Um, so, yeah, I'm not going to sit here and say for one second that anything about that prediction is, is off. Um, they, 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 that state is still very much in position to have a very good season. they got to shore up the defense because right now a team like Alabama or LSU would embarrass them if they played them. But if they if they just find some some pieces in there, they're going to be okay. Yeah, they're going to be fine. Yeah, you want to talk about week one snap judgments? I, yeah. I guess that after week one, you could logically look at Mississippi State and because of the defensive struggle, say, 
uh, they may not quite be as good as we thought that they were. Right. But then you look at Tennessee and you think, gosh, they're nowhere near as good as you thought they might be. Right. And, and you look at well, Tennessee. And, anyway. Well, yeah, you look at ten, you look at Kentucky about losing to Toledo. You look at Arkansas having to hang, you know, they barely, by, barely they beating. They won by seven. Yeah. And, and you look at Ole Miss not moving the football at all against Memphis. That's something they haven't had to deal with in a while. They've been they've always been able to move the football. They just couldn't they couldn't stop anybody. And, and and look, this isn't. I'm not trying to turn this into a a Ole Miss podcast now, but all, all the talk that I, I and I saw a lot of talk on Twitter talking about that Ole Miss defense, like you know this defense if it had only been there a year or two ago, kind of thing. Yeah. Memphis isn't that great offensively. Yeah, let's not let's not act like you. I mean, you there, were there's a Alabama. there is a strong chance here that Ole Miss's offense is putrid, and their defense. Is still putrid too. Yeah, well, there's a strong chance let, that let's both see what things could happen. By the way, just for the record, if I could, if State was somehow playing the 11 a.m. game this week, and I could drive to Oxford after the game, I would go to this Arkansas Ole Miss game because I feel like it's going to be a State Auburn 2008 kind of train wreck. It's nobody's going to deserve to win that game, but somebody's going to have a conference win when it's over. <laughs> that game is going to be so beautifully disgusting. I can't wait. I'm going to watch it with. I may. I may pop some popcorn to watch it. Is it night game? Six. I, I believe it's a six o'clock game in Oxford. Oh. Yeah. So we'll be home, and uh, we, we should get home right around the start of the second half, maybe, yeah. and, and be able to enjoy the carnage. All right. Like I said, for years I have tried to label this segment, and I've had all sorts of different labels for it because we've had different sponsors. Sponsors. Only one sponsor is stuck with us through thick and thin here on Thunder and Lightning, and that is Strange Brew Coffee House. So, in the words of Alec Baldwin. Let's talk about something important. Put that coffee down. Coffee's for closers only. These are, coffee is for closers. No coffee for these people. No coffee. All right? They put that coffee down. Starting with you, Joey Jones. Put that coffee down. <laughs> coffee is for closers. <laughs> Man, state special teams are were just bad. Now look, do you remember when state didn't have a special teams coach and they were okay? And now, yeah. well, now state does have a special teams coach, and they're not good. And here's what I here's what I'm going to take. Now they did they did they wrote okay. Let's go. Let's talk about Tucker Day. Had a good day punting the ball. That's the same Tucker Day that Joey Jones tried to change the way he punted, and it screwed him up. And so he went back to what he was doing, and it made him good again. And that's he a, got better without coaching. Tucker Day literally told me in the SEAL building last year when I talked to him, I'm not going to do what they told me to do anymore. I'm going to go back and do what I did and in it high worked. school. And he has been fantastic. And then since. Malik Deer had a nice return, State's first nice return in God knows how long. But look at that punt. It's like they threw it to him. The, the hang time on that was like 1.2 seconds. They, they had no chance not to cover that punt. So... I'm not again. That's not the state set up a great return. The kickoffs were bad. You miss a field goal. You didn't do much in the return game beyond that. Just, just it's just bad. Yeah. Let me back up a second. I yeah. said Tucker Day said that I'm yeah. not going to do it. He, he was saying that what they had told him to do, he was no longer going to do it that way. Yeah, he, he, he wasn't like defiant. He was saying I'm going back to do it like I did in high school, and he's been great ever since. So yeah, I don't know that you hang it on. I, well, I don't know. I mean, you get paid to get get it hung on you, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, well, I'm that, hanging it on him. That that first half special teams performance was the sky kick. What were they thinking? You yeah, know, it just just it's just bad. Uh, Tory Dixon and the ball. Yeah, off even, his ankle. I forgot about that. Like you gotta get. I mean, that's that's not that's not acceptable. That's just not acceptable. And I don't know if anybody's down there yelling Peter or not, but somebody's got to be down there. What, yelling. Are, what are you? What did you yell in high school? What did I yell in high school? Yeah, Peter. 
Yeah, I mean, that's what I've always been told. Oh, we yelled fire. Yell. I mean, I, you can, I, I guess you can yell whatever. What did you yell for a pick? I played, I, I didn't play past oh, okay. junior high. Okay, Brown, I was so, asking. So we didn't punt, but I'm just saying that, that okay. teams that I have been around. Okay, they yelled Peter. yelled Peter. I've never heard I, that. Yeah, I'll, I kept stats for the they, team and stuff. They yelled nice fire at, at St. Al. Yeah. And then for a pick, you yelled Oski. So, there you go. I, you learn something every day. All right, Joey Jones, no coffee. Tennessee, put that coffee down. I had a lot of options here in the SEC, as you know. Not a good day. Uh, but I will give some slack. Ole Miss, I'll give them some slack. They lose on the road. Missouri, you lose on the road. South Carolina, you lose on a neutral site to a Power 5 team with a legendary head coach now. I can't wait for winners and losers today on Sports Talk Mississippi because you know who I'm going to. But Tennessee, I mean, my God. We've talked about how Moorhead and Pruitt are going to always be connected because of, of this job. Boy, to state even if, no matter how disappointed you are with Joe Moorhead, you cannot be you have to be thanking your lucky stars it wasn't Jeremy Pruitt. I mean, that was Tennessee's main. You know, when you think back to 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 Croom and the main game, and you just yeah. knew, oh gosh, this is this yeah that that, that was Tennessee's they main. Lost, like, they lost. It's I'm sorry. They Tennessee. paid a million dollars to lose. Yeah, I mean that, that's to a, a two and ten. That's a loss that 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 program. I mean, look, what happens I, if they lose? This I don't week? I don't know when it's going to end yeah. for Pruitt. But I am now, after that, totally convinced that it's going to end. I got, I got two questions about Tennessee for you. They play BYU this weekend. Will they win? Uh, right now, I would say no. What's the attendance? 100,000-seat 100, stadium, what's the attendance? 68? <laughs> what, what would you guess? Huh? Around that, but still, it's hard to think about. Man, That's 32,000 empty seats. I mean that's that's what get coaches fired. Yep. If you, that's why I always used to laugh when South Carolina going 0 11. We fill the stadium. Stop coming. <laughs> How else do you get the message across? Oh my God, that's hard to believe. All right, put the coffee down, Tennessee. And last but not least, I, I was I didn't know we were gonna get him back so soon in our lives. But Hugh Freeze, put the coffee down or the Coke Zero. When Whatever he had in. I don't even want to know. <laughs> Has there ever been a bigger attention whore on this earth than Hugh, Danny Hugh Freeze? All right? My God. Who in their right mind thinks I'm going to coach from a hospital bed? It really felt like an episode of The Office. Couldn't you see Michael My, Scott It was laying... like when he burned his foot. <laughs> like, just stay home. <laughs> just stay home. Like, ah, ah. I, 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 I have to coach the game. Stay home! Did you see the tweet? I will remember I, you. And they're waving at each other. From look, the, the I want to make light of Freeze being injured and being ill, all right? The man evidently faced a life-threatening and I get that. So stay home and convalesce. Relax. Be well. The game is going to happen with or without you. Are you insane? Are you an insane person? <laughs> Can you just be normal for one day in your life, you? And, and, and I'm with you. I'm not wishing ill will on the that man. That is I, the I, most I, ridiculous. Who approves this? I, I hope he's he gets healed I and want, back to understand. I'm not wishing ill on a man, but how in the world do you lay there in a hospital bed from the press box and do your post game presser via satellite to the <laughs> the media? Like, I mean, stay at the house, dude. Look, can you imagine John Cohen approving that? John Cohen, like, oh, yeah. Yeah, Joe, coach from a hospital. I remember when Derek Dooley tore up his knee. You remember that? And he had to coach from the press box. From the box, box. yeah. And I mean, but you're in the box. You're sitting down. 
He was in a hospital bed at the stadium. <laughs> they had to bring a hospital bed. For God's sakes, you. Just one day of your life, be a normal man. God. <laughs> you freeze. Put that coffee down. God. <laughs> I'm going to have this exact same rant on Sports Talk Mississippi later today, probably. There might be a little more because they'll, they'll all get on me. Oh, he's a good man. He's not. Tomorrow's show. Uh, start looking ahead to USM a little bit. We'll uh, recap what Joe Moorhead has to say. It is Labor Day. A happy Labor Day to you guys, by the way. But we will have Joe Moorhead's press conference on Monday to talk about after that. Uh, and then we will uh, start looking ahead to USM. SEC picks tomorrow. Somebody is sitting here two games up. They say you can't win the title in August. But you can lose it. It's September today, though, I guess. Braves got swept their first series of the year back in like March to the Phillies, and yeah. now look at them. They're rolling there in first place. Yeah, well, buddy, so, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm not, just, I'm not I'm just, Bryce Harper's overpaid self over here, all right? I'm, saying, I'm just letting you know. I'm just saying, when it's like October and you're six games down. You know what I'm going to do then? I'm going to pick from a hospital bed. <laughs> Sitting there. And, Joel, you can just wave to me, and I'll give you the thumbs up. <laughs> all right. Stay home, Hugh. Go home. For, get just stay better. home. Get better. Get. I mean, for, for really, from yes. two guys who I, I don't know about you, I don't have a whole ton of respect for the guy, but get well soon. I don't want you to die. I think college football is more interesting with you in it. But my God, man, I can't believe I'm going back to this time. It's just so awkward. I watched it. I was just like, I used one of my words, and it was the big one. I was like, are you kidding me? Like, in, in, in all seriousness, <coughs> would he not have been able – to coach better, like sitting in a hospital bed in a room somewhere how with the TV trust, on or something. How and little like trust do you have for your assistants? Like, how little trust do you have for your coordinators that you can't just leave, let them to do it? How little trust? That's what I mean. If I'm the offensive coordinator at Liberty Day, I'm like, he has no trust in me. None. Whatever. All right. Tomorrow's show is tomorrow's show. We'll talk to you tomorrow for Joel T. Coleman. Woo. I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi Media Production.